continue to stay in that atmosphere of worship because his presence is is so tender it's so beautiful just just keep just keep talking to him and just keep receiving from him for an exchange from God whatever you've come here with just put it down at his feet and say lord what you are carrying can i carry that oh he is so 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 patient he is so 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 kind he is so 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 full of love Oh his anger is slow His mercy is abundant His forgiveness is abundant Oh just bring everything His strength who's asking for strength today His strength is abundant just bring your tired weary some soul that you're carrying put it at his feet and say Lord give me your strength Lord is there a burden that you are carrying Lord let it be exchanged I bring my burden and I lay it down Lord Oh heal me right now Lord heal me I pray that you would put a a, a fresh balm on our eyes 
so we start seeing things from your eyes your vision for that exchange lord we are here to give you what we have and we are here to take what you are bringing for us lord even as we enter into this month of bread lord as we as we receive fresh manna from you lord father help us help us to just and help us to enjoy help us to relish lord this this month of provision that you are giving us and help us to be strengthened to the bones lord and help us to march forward help us to take your word to nourish ourselves and to march forward and we are here for you and we are here because of you lord and all those who believe said a loud amen amen, amen. amen. can we give god a big Round of, I think we as a church have forgotten to make noise, to make a joyful noise. Is that all? Come on, a joyful noise, a joyful noise, a joyful noise. Please be seated. I remember a church. please be seated when i say i remember a church you should understand that i'm here after a very very long time but i come with with you know with a fresh reverence to where i stand this this podium this stage okay it has it has seen uh, we've been in this hall for 10 years so you can understand in 10 years what the walls have heard what this place has seen yeah and and is it okay if i if i talk a little bit yeah it it, it may no i may not jump right into the word okay i am a talker and i like to i like to bring stories okay so i'm going to tell you my story and i'm going to tell you why i'm so grateful today i'm 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 extremely grateful i am i'm here with a fresh reverence okay now and and somewhere it will connect back to where where the the lord is taking us okay so you should understand that no when when we started this church it was just a few of us and i am so grateful to god for those few people that god had given us and those few people who were sold out absolutely sold out for god who brought their everything into this house and who's seen no benefit out of this church okay when when we started now you should you, you've seen my baby right she's very cute to look at now and uh, the one reason i don't give you the baby is because she's pretty cute to look at but the minute she cries 
I can see helplessness in all of your eyes, okay? Because you have no clue what to do with that child if she poops her pants, okay? So I keep her with myself and I show you. See, nice, cute, okay? So if you really love that child, okay? If you really show love or if you really feel love for someone, what do you do? What do you do? You change, you take that baby full of stinky underwear, okay, it's full of nice atomic bomb uh, equivalent to that content, okay, and what do you do? You take that wipe and you put your hand in a place that God forbid you will have to, okay, you, you really put your hand into the mess and you clean it out and you put a fresh pair of diapers, you wipe her out, you put a nice looking, uh, you know, like all the little H&M rompsies that you see, rompers, onesies that you see, okay, you, you, put, you put lotion, you make her smell nice, you make her look nice, put a little tiny bow, you make her wear that dress and you know what she does the next thing? No, she pukes on it. <laughs> and then you start the process all over again and then they become one year old then they become two year old and then you have these nice white walls in your house you know what they do with it you might have painted it with all your sweat and tears you might have painted it they come with a fresh crayon and they decide to make a canvas out of it and then you know they are four five ten they get into your kitchen they make a mess and Time and again and time and again and as a parent and as a person who loves that child, you don't banish them out of the house. What do you do? You clean. You come back. You wipe the counter. You, put the, you take those stinky vessels. You clean them, put it back in the rack and, you know, trust me, that's my life currently. So... It's just an endless cycle of serving, cleaning, serving, cleaning. Why am I telling you? I'm not telling you so you can give me a pity. I'm telling you that that was where our church was once upon a time. It was a really small church and the church had needs. It was crying out every two hours. We didn't have enough rent to pay for this church. And it had come to a place where the owner said, you know what, if you can't pay, you've not paid for the past six months, why don't you move out? And there were people who were serving and they said, no, we're going, to, we're going to take it out of our personal money and we're going to give rent. And there, were, and, you know, and, and there was time when I, I, I don't acknowledge it often when the man is around, okay? But I'm in awe of this man, Pastor Priji, okay? <laughs> yeah, please do. Honor the man of God. Honor him, come on. Now, I'm not, I'm not asking you, I'm not asking you to make him a celebrity, okay? But I want to acknowledge, because I have seen a little bit, not, not his entirety, I have seen a little bit of his life, okay? And I have seen how sold out he was when, when he started the church, and it was before we got married, when he started the church, he was just one guy with probably like three, four people with him. And at that point of time, when we, mo when we had moved into this hall, it was bare, like, like there were no walls. There was just one big hall and it was awkwardly shaped. There was, no, there was nothing to keep uh, you know, the sound contained and we had a very bad set of drums and that was all. And this man, 
he would lead worship he would uh, lead worship from the drums and then he will get up from there and then he, oh yes thank you <laughs> i have people from back then who can attest to what has you know what has been happening pasakachi is when i know silvia was there i know elena was there so um he would then immediately jump up and and give the 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 welcome note and he'll welcome all the newcomers which will be just like one two people who will never come back after that because who would want to come to a church that is not equipped you know it doesn't have all the fancy things that you see in a church and and, and then he'll go on to the word and then he will finish the word and he'll pray then he'll stand at the door and he'll uh, shake hands with everybody and you know he was just this one guy who was everywhere and i am so grateful to god from there from that one man god has raised an army amen god has raised an army that not just looks like an army i'm not talking about looking looking in numbers in numbers i'm not talking about that i'm talking about a certain group of people who have caught the serving or the servitude okay that attitude the passion and and the vision that that man has and you are currently running with it so i'm going to be talking to that set of people i am not going to give you a feel good sermon because that is not what we are called for that is not where we are okay we have been called to carry the vision that god planted in the heart of one person and he has done a good job because he was faithful and he um you know kept kept giving at the at his own cost he kept giving and and god will bless him for that okay now how ripe are you how ready are you to receive that word it's okay i don't i don't want i don't want a physical or a you know visual um cue of how much you're ready because i want you to check your heart that's all i just want you to ask yourself because i was not ready and i i was the minute i got married i didn't marry a man i married an institution okay it was like church you know there is there is a whole big joke in malayalam that says pulluru what is that that uh, he's or kendramana you know like he's like one one establishment in itself okay so i did not marry a man and i did not ask for it when i said god i need a man of god i meant a guy who could lead the family in prayer or you know like just christian enough to take us to to not take us in the wrong way i said lord just give me a man who will help me reach uh, you know my my purpose in life but god decided that and also god has this be very careful when you pray okay be very careful when you pray there's a chinese proverb that says be careful what you ask for lest it might come true it's a it's a really good point okay because i asked god for a man of god and i said little tall <laughs> i meant not shorter than me just a little tall okay the jokes on me never mind so i got married to this man and i just got pushed into this whole thing of pastor's wife like i mean there are there are people who think that i know i know thank you <laughs> there were people who thought that i had read the bible cover to cover because i married a pastor 
nobody gets married like that <laughs> to the point that one day i looked at him I, there was an auto in front of us and it it had a very very nice verse on it and i read it and it said nahum i said wow the muslims also have such revelation <laughs> the verses are so good and my husband like, he's very kind he didn't disown me you know because like for him it would have been a shocker what this woman she does not cut short to 10 years later anyhow so i was coming to how uh, i was not ready i was not ready for any of this but you know people were, i'm 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 talking about people who have really really put in their everything to serve in this house and 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 i can tell you that you know god is not a debtor Amen. they have served but god is never a debtor you can never uh, short change god you can never short change god now here i was um you know as a person i i've not had big dreams i was i was an ambitious person in terms of my career i was an ambitious person but there was this one desire that i had carried from a really small time and and that was that i wanted to be a mother because i wanted to have kids and i wanted to have like this house full and that was just like a very childish desire that i had but it never went away it was always there okay so uh we got married we had kids and there were prophecies after prophecy i remember one whole year when there were prophecies that god is going to bless you with a third child and uh soon enough we had i we we got the news that you know i was carrying and um, 11 weeks later i i miscarried i couldn't carry that baby ahead so that was um you know like a hurt that i had and it was it was it was an event that that was i was not very happy about but uh, soon enough another year passed and then we got pregnant again and i miscarried again and i was like okay what is happening and, and you know for everything we have a reasoning right like as a church and we are christian so we have to look at what is the reason this happened yes you should you should really do that uh, but when someone goes through something instead of trying to look for the reason at that point of time they open up because they want to be heard they want an acknowledgement of the fact that yes something bad has happened okay so i'm just letting you know if if your friend comes and tells you something bad has happened don't immediately go and tell them oh this it could be because of this okay acknowledge the pain because jesus he healed okay he turned around and he rebuked yes he did all of that but at no point did he make the person who came to him feel a to be a burden or to be any less than what they were okay he never called a prostitute a prostitute but he did say repent of your sins and don't turn back to your old ways but but at the same time he was so full of love that you know he he made them accepted he made them feel accepted and he did accept them it was not a show all right so uh second time round when i lost the baby you question you know like lord why is it happening to me and of course there will be questions when you are a pastor and you know there are people who are learning from your life and they take a moment to say hey if the pastor could ha- could go through that how faithful really is god 
he's the one leading right so then why did something so bad happen to him so then i have a problem with that god you know there will be people who will think like that so it was it was just a lot of questions that came one by one and i realized okay my faith was at some point wavering um but then as is the story with all christians we came, we you know turn it around and we are praising and we celebrating why because last sunday pastor said if you praise you will get a blessing and i did a third time i did get a blessing but i lost the baby again and that was hard so i was at a point where i said i don't think what i am preaching is true and i stood here and i said i'm not going to speak lies from this if i am saying god is good i better believe it before i tell the people and i said that's it i'm not i'm not not going to preach again I'm, i'm i won't be leading worship again because i wanted to um believe myself that the god that i i tell you is good is really good and then started this long journey where i said god if you don't give me a baby i'm not going to come back to ministry and guess what god was okay with it <laughs> and i said god if you don't give me a baby i'm not going to pray to you and god said i'm okay with that because you know as a mother you need to understand there are people there are kids who will throw tantrums if you feed into the tantrums then they will learn to throw more tantrums and god is not a god like you know he's not this authoritative figure sitting in heaven trying to dictate your life he is a father so he's more interested in what is happening in that heart of yours he's not interested in what car you're driving if you're driving a good car good for you but that's not that's not where his heart is so i threw a tantrum i said lord no way i'm coming back god said that's fine take your time and he is a secure father some day if your child walks up to you and to your face they say i hate you you know you can go into a meltdown at that point of time because we are humans and we carry baggages we carry burdens okay but you throw whatever you want at your father god the father he is secure so you throw all types of tantrums he says i am okay with it because it talks more about you than about god and god has given us the safe space for you to go through tantrums at him because that is the whole book of psalm for you the whole book of psalm you read some end to end it's all about david sitting and saying lord if you would have given me that man i would have broken his teeth i would have gouged out his eyes i would have killed him you should have seen i would have done such miracles if you would have if you were with me i would have done that uh, you know one man i would have taken down a hundred but he writes at the end what does he write at the end but you o oh lord 
are sovereign forever. But you, O oh Lord, he comes back, he says, he says all of this, and he still comes back and says, but your mercy endures forever. You know, I, may, I may act like a fool in my anger, but your anger is righteous. And I know that your heart for me is good. And so, happened the same, you know, I started writing psalm and I started throwing, flings, flinging paper into the air and I started doing a whole lot of things, okay? One year passed by, no baby. <laughs> and you should understand the context. I want to be a mother. I've always wanted to be a mother. I have, you asked me, I have... You know, all I've read psychological books on psychology, child psychology. When at the age of 13, I'm sitting in my library, school library, sitting, reading child psychology books. Okay, this is how you should bring up mother. Oh, my mother is not doing a good job. I think when I become a mother, <laughs> don't tell me you've not done that. Please. You know, you come to your mother's 60th birthday and you say, um, my mother, I've always, I've learned so much from her. In your heart, you're thinking how not to be like her. <laughs> Me, that's, that's me. Yeah, so I want to be a mother. I, I want to be, you know, I want a baby. It, and, it, and it kept happening, it kept happening. Like every month, you know, you have this revived hope that okay, probably it will be this month and then it's not. And for a long, 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 long wait, and in that long wait, it's, it's all, you know, like, you're throwing arrows into the air, you're telling God, no, Lord, like, why? If, if you are a God, you've done that? If you really are a God, yeah. prove to me. God says, I don't have to prove to anyone that I am God. <laughs> you've lived a life long enough to know I am God. <laughs> I, you've lived li life long enough to know I am good. If you've not lived long enough, look into your neighbor's life. Look, when you come to church, listen to the testimonies. Good enough. So, which is why when Sarah and Abraham, and Sarah laughed, Sarah laughed, but God said, it's okay. I will give her the baby. But when um, Zechariah and Elizabeth, Elizabeth doubted, Zechariah doubted, what did God do? Why? No, because they already had an example to follow. So, God can, God can prove to you, provided you are the first in the line of, in the you know, timeline of the earth and the history of mankind who has never seen that kind of a thing. Or you are at a place of no return. Ouch. That will be bad. You know, when, when God has to come down and talk to you, it means that you've reached a place where after this, it will be you and the devil. So anyhow, God said, that's okay. <laughs> you want to throw a tantrum? Do what you want. Okay, but, but it was not in a way of abandoning. It was not in a way of abandoning. God has this beautiful way of disciplining us in love. And that is something I mean as a parent with a lot of Malayali genes in me and with a lot of Delhi, you know, like, yeah, 
it is a tough thing to learn to discipline in love okay you have to love a person to discipline them otherwise <laughs> you are only wounding a person creating more trauma at the you know at a later point and you're just being judgmental and you're just being hypocritical you need to learn to be able to love before you can discipline and that is why i love the church and that is why i i repented when i told god lord i'm sorry that for a season i just took off and i said i wanted my space but i also will tell you that that season when you know when jonah went into uh, he he didn't want to go to nineveh and he went and sat under the little plant god allowed it god allowed it and in the storm jesus went and slept god allows it you want to take a nap when when things are like really bad you want to take a break as leaders you want to take a break not so that you can throw a tantrum but so that you can regain your strength god allows that you want to you know come back to refocus you 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 know you have spent yourself somewhere and you come back to gather your energy god allows it and so there were you know things that happened time after time when these conversations with god started getting sweeter and that's where i want to want to emphasize okay there was a lot of hurt there was a lot of bitterness there were a lot of questions god didn't answer a lot of them and he thought it was okay to leave you at that place of questioning because at the same time there was a lot of washing of your heart lot of you know like balming your heart filling those gaps okay and i came to a place where it started hurting me less and less that i didn't have another baby i said lord prophecies prophets you tell you calling all of them liars god said it's okay can't manipulate <laughs> can't manipulate him into getting what you want because if he does that will be the end of you if he gives you what you ask him to give you that will be the end of you take it from me so if you are asking god for something i want this i want this i don't care what happens you are in trouble so god didn't bother to answer questions but but you know the conversations just getting sweeter and and more real and your heart was more at peace and you still don't have the answer you still don't have the result of your faith okay till one day it happened and the baby came and it was no big deal you know why because now god knew that your faith is not based on a result and he knew and he knew that if i give her this thing that she is asking for or that she used to ask for she will not get carried away you know how church has become that one place where you go and say lord give me this thing that i want and the minute you get it then suddenly you know there is 
uh, rapture happening when you're not seen, then pastor has to call and find out, sister, are you okay? Are you being... No, pastor, I got busy with something. Because, because our God was not God at that point of time. Our God is this result, this idol. Am I talking to anybody? Does this make sense? Because it made a lot of sense after 10 years of being in ministry teaching people about God. It didn't make sense. It made sense much, 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 much later. That God said, if I give it to you at that point of time, that will become your story, that will become your testimony, that will become your identity. But he does not want that. He does not want that. He wants you to fix your gaze at him. Regardless of what happens. And after all of that happened... When Priji was in the hospital and, you know, you know, you know the story. It was like, uh, he, the doctors had said very clearly that he will die, okay? Now, I know that, you know, everybody was very paranoid, very sympathetic at that point of time. But only my, my uh, physical father, okay? Because he, he's my father. So he asked me, I understand your faith, but what would have happened if he would have died? I don't know. <laughs> I told him. What would have happened? What would have happened to the church if he would have died? I don't know. <laughs> because I had reached a place in life where I said, my provision does not come from him. My, uh, you know, my caretaking, of, you know, he, he's, my, he's my covering. He is my provider, okay? He takes care of me. And, and, and I am known as his wife, right? So, there is so much to lose. But I know that if I bind my identity to a person and that person gets taken away, I might come back to this place of questioning God, Lord, where are you? But that happened at a time when... when I had already learnt and I knew I couldn't make that mistake. So I did not go to God saying, please give me my husband back. Because now I had learnt my lesson. What if he gives me back and then my husband becomes my idol? So I didn't pray for that. No, I, I want you to think. I want you to ask yourself, I want you to keep questioning, keep, keep prodding. Where is that place where I have made an idol out of my answered prayers? I prayed, I prayed and God gave me this answer and that has become my idol. Just, that was it, okay? So, so today when I stand here, I have a renewed identity. I have a, a renewed understanding and I have a renewed reverence to the place that I am, to this to stage, to this church, to the leadership of this church. I have a renewed honor and so I would like to thank Pastor Sijo, Pastor Anu for giving me this opportunity to, be, to share the word. Please honor them. Please honor them.
And while you are standing, I want to, I want to acknowledge my spiritual covering, Prophet Shaiju, Prophet Tini, who have had their, their grace covering upon me. And I'm, I am extremely grateful to them. And I also am so grateful for the Apostle Pastor Priji. Now, please be seated. I will quickly get into the word. I know I've taken a lot of your time, but there is this one scripture that I want you to uh, read. It is from Judges chapter 7. It's going to be really quick, okay? So uh, I'm sorry if I go long, but I, I want to cut it short. Judges chapter 7, uh, yes, 15, the second part of 15 onwards. Now, you know the, the rule in the house. What does it say? If the verse is on the screen, you have to read it. Let's read from... Uh, and he returned to the camp of Israel. Okay, ready? One, two, three. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. Who is he? Who is the he? Gideon. It was there in the previous verse. Okay. Uh, uh, verse 16. And he divided the 300 men into three companies and put trumpets into the hands of all of them and empty jars with torches inside the jars. Verse 17, and he said to them, look at me. Everybody, can you emphasize on that? Look at me and do likewise. When I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. Can you say that again? Do as I do. Verse 18, when I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me then blow the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Can you say that? For the Lord and for Gideon. One more time. For the Lord and for Gideon. Who is Gideon? Who is Gideon? In this, have you, have you, unlike me, when I had gotten married, have you read the story of Gideon before? Yes. You know the story of Gideon? Gideon was this, uh, in the Bible it says, he's from the weakest clan of Manasseh. He's the youngest guy, with the most insignificant guy in his family, in his locality, in his town, in his neighborhood, in his country. Okay, he has given, he himself identifies as such to the angel of God who had come to visit him. Okay, can you, can you, okay, I just want to take you back to that uh, place in Judges chapter 6. Okay, we see in verse 11, it says, now the angel of the Lord, I, I'm going to skip, okay, because I'm just going to skim read because these are uh, stories that you already know. So now the angel of the Lord, um, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press uh, to hide it from the Midianites. Now Midianites were people or, or the enemy forces of Israel who were ruthless, Okay, if you go back to Judges in the, in the beginning part of uh, the chapter, you will see that the Midianites were so ruthless that when they would come, it would be like a swarm of locusts. You know, have you seen locusts? They come and when they go, there is nothing left. They absolutely ravage the land. Okay, and they were known for that cruelty. They were known for that, um, you know, factor that... That when they come and when they go, they will carry off everything to the point that you will be close to starving. Now, here is Gideon. He is hiding in the wine press and he is 
What is he doing? Threshing wheat. Okay. Basically, they have uh, stored or hidden some wheat somewhere because the Midianites were there. They cannot do anything out in the open. So this guy is mortally scared. And now he's hiding in the wine press. He's threshing the grain. Now after a long point of time, he will also have to grind the flour and he'll have to make bread for his sustenance. Yes, for his family, for his just to survive. Okay? Now, here is that Gideon. You can understand the, the, the guy he is, right? Already, uh, now his forefathers were all slaves. They were rescued. Now they're out in this field. God had asked them, God had asked the whole of Israel to march into lands that did not belong to them. God said, I will give you victory. You just have to go ahead and take over the land. But the condition is you have to drive out all of these people. You cannot let even one of them stay in the same land. Kill them, drive them out, like don't spare them. But Israelites, of course, didn't do it. So God said, okay, if the, the condition of your victory was a certain point. If you're not doing that, here you go. These Midianites will be now the, in the Bible it says, thorn to your flesh. They will keep coming and they will keep prodding. Now imagine a child who is living in that trauma. In, in, in such a condition. Always warring. The tribes are always warring. Okay, there's not enough to eat. Now, this is Gideon. That is the Gideon we're talking about. This Gideon who is hiding in the wine press to thresh, uh, to uh, skin, or to, you know, it says to thresh the wheat. Okay? Now to him, the angel appears and it says in verse 12, it says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you Oh, mighty man of what is valor? What? No, it is. It is. Don't don't be like oh what? No, I am saying what? A guy who's a coward. The angel of the Lord comes up to a guy who's a coward and says, "Oh, mighty." Man of valor, the Lord is with you. Wow. <laughs> no, I want you to pause and I want you to, you know, sailor that moment and say, the angel of the Lord. Now, the Lord is, God, of course, is not, is not um, you know, being dishonest. It's like looking at the face of the bandit and saying, oh, saint, you know, like, Wow. Because I want to tell you that your eyes and God's eyes see from two different perspectives. And it's time for us to see from the eyes of God. Yes? Okay? But in all of this, you have to still keep thinking, who is that Gideon? Who is this boy Gideon? Okay? Now, it says, um, and then Gideon asks a whole set of questions. He's like, please, Lord, uh, please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? Where are all the wonderful deeds that my forefathers used to tell me? Okay, and he's just complaining. And, and this angel of the Lord, it turns to him and says, now it says, Lord in capital. You see that Lord in capital? Okay, it means Jesus in his um, non-human form. 
you will see a lot of times in the Old Testament, you, there will be L-O-R-D, which is like small L-O-R-D. That will be angel of the Lord. Okay? Then you will see capital L-O-R-D. That will be Jesus. One of the times it is Jesus who is with Abraham telling him about what is going to happen in Sodom and Gomorrah. That is capital L-O-R-D. So here you will see the angel of the Lord, which is Jesus is it is uh, the messenger of Jesus talking to him saying, go in this might of yours. What are you talking about? You're talking about a Gideon who is literally hiding from his oppressors. And the angel is saying, go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you. This is verse 14. What is, what is the might of Gideon? Now there, is, there are two aspects to Gideon that you will see here. One is the fact that when God calls him a man of valor, that is God identifying him as a person who God is of course going to infuse his strength. All that he needs to say is yes. Okay, then there is this other place where it says, go in this might of yours and save Israel. Do not I send you. This is the other part of valor that comes from obeying instructions. Do not I send you. You can choose to sit down and say, pass. Can you get, catch the guy? In the next wine press, he's also similarly hiding and doing threshing. Just catch hold of him. I don't feel like it. And guess what? <laughs> the Lord is not short of people to fight a battle for Israel. So there is a point, or there is a, 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 a part of Gideon where God identifies him. Or God is infusing him with his strength and saying, you are a mighty man of valor. And then there is the other part that says, go in this might, do I not send you? So if you are second guessing yourself as to where God has sent you, go in the might, go in the strength, go in the revelation that God has sent you. That's all. You don't need a whole thing Thesis on why you need to do what God asked you to do. Okay? This is Gideon. Okay? We are still, we're still there. Okay? We're not, we've not figured out who this Gideon is till now. Because I want you all to ask, Lord, where is my Gideon? Because that is where we are going. Have to keep asking. Okay, keep asking, Lord, where is my Gideon? Okay? Now, you, you keep coming down. And you will see that Gideon accepts this word and says, please don't go. I have to bring an offering. So he goes and he gets an offering for this angel. And here it mentions that it was 22 liters of flour, wheat flour. Same wheat, you remember? He was sitting, threshing, uh, grinding in the wine press. He was drinking. You know how much he had? 22 liters. Do you have 22 kilos of atta in your house currently? Why? 
it's a whole lot and imagine you are in syria currently okay i'm, I'm sorry for taking an example like that but i want you to imagine you are in a war struck earthquake struck place where your sustenance is hand to mouth where did he get 22 kilos of atta from yeah that's right that was all he had to to uh, feed and it's not his by the way <laughs> he's the youngest in the house so it belongs to the father and the brothers who are doing similar exploits somewhere in the land and they are bringing handfuls of atta they are sitting hiding grinding carrying you know hiding it in the pockets you seen uh, shawshank redemption yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the movie goes in the house said amen okay oh it was only me huh? all right so you see effort you see effort he so these guys would have done that you know put it in their pockets hidden it under their cloaks little by little by little they collected and right now it's 22 kilos but you can't breathe a word of it because that's all there is for dinner for the next one month if you're eating one chapati a day for a group of people for like men in the house it was not even his but he contributed so he brings that brings that what is that all he had everything he had at the cost of going hungry tomorrow tonight if he has to make food for his family there's nothing and he brings all of it and he kills a goat probably the, like the one two goat that he had out of which he kills one and he brings it to the angel and he offers that as a sacrifice okay now this is the median uh, sorry this is gideon median it rhymes no so this is the gideon that we are talking about and you should understand that he is no extraordinary person he is he is not an outstanding personality he does not have the charisma okay he does not have anything that you and i will identify in a leader now the israelites made that mistake once they went and told god lord have you seen our enemies oh my goodness you see how nicely their castles are built you know why because they have a king how about you take rest and you give us a king and the bible says saul was taller than anybody in the whole of israel so if you if you see, if in if you're in a crowd you can easily spot a saul and he was a man of good appearance and you know the story where it goes right yeah that's what happens when our answered prayers are answered i mean our ans our prayers are answered okay then our eyes are fixed on the saul and then when they go into the battle and you see a goliath you see what saul is sitting and doing <laughs> sending a boy for war 
because this man ran out of options there is a goliath who's threatening them and guess what he is the goliath of israel <laughs> if that was a goliath who was towering over everybody else he is the goliath of israel all that he needed was tell god lord send me i will bring this guy back because i think that i am taller than all of these guys i am built i am equipped for war i am a man of war i have all my uh, you know the shield and the whole armor of a soldier send me no he didn't do that <laughs> he instead chose to send a boy and that's what happens when we pray and god answers the exact prayer we pray and here was a gideon who is a he's just an ordinary person he is just one of the brothers and god calls him out and says i want you to lead israel and that is where we come to the the portion where now oh, oh okay just a, just a tiny bit okay the, in in the same chapter you go down and you will see god telling him hey you know what the whole land is filled with idols i want you to go and pull down all the uh, all the altars that are built to baal guess what this man of valor does he goes secretly okay in hiding he goes in the night when there's nobody awake and he pulls down these altars okay you can fear god and you can fear man <laughs> but if you fear god you will still see victory if you fear man you have nothing to gain out of it so fear god even if you if even if you have to fear men fear god his fear of god came at the cost of him putting himself in the middle of trouble he's asking for trouble and the bible says because it was a test on him and he passed that test and the next thing you see is a whole gathering is a whole bunch of people 32000 people ready to go fight with him because the fear of men was in his heart it was not a validated fear i don't know how many of you understood that point he chose to put fear of god above the fear of men he could have not broken the idols of baal okay now the point is that he did fear men that is why he did it in the night but the fact is he did bring down the altars and that's how he passed the test and that's how he found favor in the eyes of the entire nation of israel to the point that they said you go ahead and lead we are with you and that's where we see our key verse for today which is um you know when gideon was asked to lead this nation into war you know how many people were there 32000 and god said i don't want these many people because if you go with so many people you will say you won the war yeah. so 
Gideon said, okay, anybody who is scared right now or you don't want to be in the fight, please leave. 22,000 people went. How many remaining? 10,000. 10,000 men remaining. Then God said, this is too many. You, I will perform a test and I will filter out the people that are going to come with you. Okay? And God did a test and he filtered out. You know how many men were remaining? How many? Not 3,000? Are you sure? That's a really small number. And I'm talking to those 300 people. The really, really, really filtered out people today. I'm talking to them. And if you believed it, you would have said amen. If you wanted to be a part of that army, you would have said amen. You have been given the choice. If you're scared of going into the war, you can go back. It's okay. Gideon is fighting the war. You will win the war. Do you want to be a part of the army? Ask yourself. Am I talking to 300 people right now? Am I talking to the bunch that got filtered first by choice and second by the anointing and the appointing by God? Now, if you are part of that, that army that is being led by Gideon, I want you to ask yourself, who is my Gideon? Ask God, Lord, show me my Gideon. Okay? Because from now on, it's not about becoming Gideon. Because God has already appointed a leader over these 300 people. God has already instructed over these 300 people. And he doesn't even look like a leader. He looks like a man who is hiding in the threshing floor or the wine press, threshing wheat. So I'm not going to get you excited over you know, by, by, by saying that, okay, how about you become a Gideon? No, I'm telling you, you are the army over whom the Lord has appointed a Gideon. And he looks like an insignificant person. He looks like the guy who sweeps, you know, when, when they come into the church, you will find him sweeping, putting chairs. You will find him in the toilet, cleaning the toilet. You will find her putting out the, you know, putting out cups. You will not see that leader of yours taking the place of honor and letting you fight that war. But there is a Gideon that is placed and I don't want you to miss out this point for anything. And even if you don't like this sermon, it's okay. Because I am going to tell you that there is a Gideon that has been placed over your life to whom God has given secrets of winning the war. And you just have to do what he does. And you just have to follow what he is doing. And you just have to listen to what he's saying. And you just have to be led by instructions. Are you ready for that? That's not an easy place to be in. It means that when the 
entire vast majority is sitting and enjoying the spoils of war you are the one with the battle scars oh does not sound happening happening it's it's not a very you know it's not a very uh, good feeling that you have to go into the war and you are not even being identified for that war because all the glory is going to gideon right oh so then it's probably not worth it yeah because the glory won't be yours but the victory will be yours let me talk to bondage break okay because because this is this is i know that you know it's it's not an exciting sermon to to cheer for let me talk to the bondage breakers of a generation you are singled out in your family so that it ends with you now it makes sense yeah but guess what that victory that is going to come to you will come through instruction through submission through being led and through serving a man to whom god has uh you know put his spirit upon so if you are serious about your war if you are serious about stopping what stops with you you have to do something new that is unique to you that you've not seen anybody else do what am i saying what am i saying is it making sense is it too far fetched no you've you've only seen i come from a church i'm i'm i don't want to quote this as an example but when when i was little and i was in a denominational church we saw a lot of politics and one of the things that kept being thrown at at uh, you know at fathers we we had fathers so uh, you know the priests were called fathers and one of the things any time the the priest would stand up and say guess what this is what we are supposed to do these people would get up and say hey we pay you for what you have to say so sit down don't let our church become that because they failed to see who this leader that was appointed over them was capable of leading them through lord reveal to them their gideon if you are that army of 300 you need your gideon and then there was a moses there was a moses who god said you know i will i will lead israel out of slavery through this one man and guess what they chose to do they chose to grumble they chose to ask him hey aren't you the same guy who killed the egyptian who makes you the lord over us 
and so they were in slavery for the rest of the 40 years they could have been if if moses was still in the um, in in far in pharaoh's castle probably redemption would have come earlier but they chose to drive him away by asking who made you lord over me and so moses ran away <laughs> they drove him away from them and so they were in slavery for more years 40 more years till of course moses could come to his senses and one burning bush spoke to him and then he could come back till that time they were in slavery don't do that to your gideon don't drive him away he looks like an ordinary person he looks like one of you he may not have the same revelation that you may have had when you opened the bible he may not be doing this things with the same efficiency that you may do in your workplace he may not be as skilled a, an orator as you are like moses was moses used to stutter he used to stammer and god still identified him as the man of valor as the leader of israel and said lead my nation out of slavery and so it takes eyes of god to find what is extraordinary in this man who god has chosen to lead us you know why because he is not winning battles for himself he is winning battles for you there was once when uh, israelites grumbled okay let me take you to that verse this is a very very nice verse okay exodus chapter 16 verse 4 exodus chapter 16 was for now the the context is that when the israelites were in the desert okay they started grumbling saying oh how i wish i were in egypt because there were i remember this because pastor priji had said there were cucumbers in egypt <laughs> like ask for something better ke <laughs> biryani you know like shawarma there were cucumbers in egypt and they were so fascinated by cucumbers in egypt onions in egypt today if you eat onion there you sit i can <laughs> why will you desire for something like that there was they were ready to go back to egypt for cucumbers oh i i just dropped a big bomb i don't know how many of you got it okay your enemy will dangle that carrot in front of you and you are ready to give up on your freedom to go back and be a slave to that sin for that carrot for that cucumber the israelites are ready to drop their freedom that had been led by god they they were seeing the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that is what led them out into the desert and they still want to go back to egypt so this is the verse okay it says 
now now they are sitting and asking god, sitting and asking moses not even god they sitting and asking moses please give me food and the lord said to moses behold i am about to rain bread from heaven say that loudly excuse me bread from heaven was what for 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 who is you no no moses the bread was bread for moses read the remaining read the remaining don't leave it say that again the bread was bread for only moses the bread was a test for the israelites and that bread will become bread for the israelites when they are going to follow instructions from moses turn your test into your bread by identifying your moses and following your moses i'll give you one last verse and i'll be done okay go to exodus oh sorry um exodus chapter 17 exodus chapter 17 uh verses eight onwards we will will again we'll skim read okay exodus chapter are we on 17 okay 17 eight onwards Now i want you to, i want you to move through these verses quickly okay then amalek came and fought with israel at rephidim go to the next verse quickly So Moses said to Joshua choose for us men go fight with Amalek tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand go to the next verse So Joshua did as Moses told him he fought with Amalek while Moses Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill go to the next verse Whenever Moses held up his hand Israel prevailed whenever he lowered his hand the enemies prevailed now but moses hand grew weary so they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it while aaron and hur held up his hands one on one side other on the other side so his hands were steady until sundown until they won the war what what do you see here the man of god who is supposed to lead israel into victory said i'm going to raise my hand and keep my hand raised i will have the staff of god with me and i will keep it raised and while my hand is up you will win the war so joshua is there down there winning the war however there is a human part to your man of god that grows weary that comes down and you see it as a weakness and you say oh i don't think he's capable of leading us anymore 
let me take over because I think I'm better than him. And guess what? You may be better than him. Because you may not stutter and stammer like a Moses. And you may not walk with a, with a hunchback like Paul did. And your face may not be disfi disfigured like Jesus. Because they say Jesus is not a very um, you know, attractive personality to look at. And you may not be, you know, you, you, may, you may be so much better in so many ways than your man of God. <laughs> and when he grows weary, you can say, Anna, give it to me. Let me hold it up. Now, because I am younger than you, I am stronger than you, I am more capable than you, I can hold it up higher and longer than you have. No. They said, let me make it comfortable for you to lead from where you are. They took a stone. They made him sit on it. And they said, put your hand here. And so, it was a pleasure leading from there. It was a joy leading from there. It was, it was relaxing leading from there. And guess what? If anybody else would have raised that uh, staff, the, the stick, Israel wouldn't have won the war. They needed Moses. They needed Gideon. And we need a man of God. We need our Gideon. We need our leaders to lead us. And all that we can do as the army of 300 is to make their life. And when I say make their life comfortable, I don't mean to say that make idols out of them. But David still had the humility to say, this man looks possessed. But I will not fight him, lest God fights me. There are secret sins in this man's life. But I can choose to rebel and I can choose to surrender, submit, and let God win that war for you. I know that a lot of us have doubts. I've had that doubt. When, you know, when I saw the weakness in my husband, who was a pastor, okay? I could, I can, and I can still choose to say, I can either take him down <laughs> with his weakness, and I don't have to submit to him because this is a fallen man, or you can say, Lord, you see what's happening, you fight for me. And every time I have cried that prayer, not, of course, not, <laughs> not with my husband. But every time the word was submit to this person, you know, you have to submit to Prime Minister Narendra Modi. You have to take his name with honor. And he is not even, I don't want to make a statement on him, but I am not in favor of what he does. Okay, I'm sorry for bringing politics into the church, but this is my personal opinion. I don't want to manipulate any of you to, into following what I'm saying. But as a person, in my personal opinion, 
and I, it's not it's not the church speaking it is not uh, any of you speaking this is just me when i say that i disagree with a lot of things that my prime minister my leader does okay i can choose to go online go on twitter go on um, you know facebook you name it all the social media that is there and i can fling mud at him or i can choose to take this battle that i have to the battle to to the to the warrior in heaven and so you will have to submit to places and people who may not look the best but if it is if you identify yes there will be because there is a man aspect in the man of god there is a human aspect in every person that will suffer weaknesses and you are still asked to submit at that time take your battle to the lord and you will see and i am telling you you will see you will see and you will see god fighting that battle for you and you will see god fighting that battle for you there will be no one with you and this might seem like the heights of injustice but you will see but you will see and those who believed you will see you will see when you take that fight to god god will fight for you oh come on come on god will fight for you god will fight for you when you take when you don't put your hand into altering the result of the fight when you say lord you ask me this is a principle and that's the beauty about principles when you follow principles because then you are saying i am keeping my ego aside i am keeping my hurts aside i am keeping my logic aside and i am going to bring this war and drop it at god's feet and then you will see oh you will see trust me you will see god fighting for you amen if he is a god of justice and if he is a father in heaven you will see god fighting for you so i just want to acknowledge the gideons in this house if you would allow me to there are gideons in this house that that you need to identify that you need to recognize that you need to pledge your allegiance to there are pastors in this house they may not look like you know old enough to lead you they may not look um you know physically big enough to lead you they may not look knowledge wise financially or you know like they they not they not they don't have a career like you do okay but if god has called them out to be your gideon i want you to look at them i want you to recognize them if you will allow me to can i have the pastors of this house please come ahead all the pastors pastor penas pastor sejo pastor anu pastor kachi we don't have pastor robin and pastor jojo here you don't clap for them because they are awesome which they are but you don't clap for them 
for that. You honor them. You honor them. Yeah. Can you look at them and, and just thank God for them because they carry the keys. They carry the, the, the you know, those behind the scenes, you know, you have a battlefield and you draw those, what is it? Blueprints. Yeah, that's the word. Blueprints. Okay. God's given them the blueprints. So look at them and thank God for them and serve them. I think in, in our, um, the, the way the church has grown, we, we have gotten used to certain people, like Pena is his buddy. You know, Pena's has been buddy for a long time. But today she is Pastor Pena's. I'm not going to single out anybody, but I want you to recognize the pastors, the leaders of this house. There are people who serve day and night in this house. Okay, there are people inside, Elena is there, Subodh is there. Okay, there are people who have literally sweat. Now, I, let, me, let me just give you a short glimpse of the history of our history, like things that happened in our church, okay? When the church was small, we didn't have anybody to clean the floors. There were men, I remember Frank used to come, I remember Pastor Kachi used to come, he used to get a whole bunch of these African brothers who would come religiously every Saturday. They will come and they will sweep and they will mop, sit down and mop. It's a big hall, by the way. If, I, if you think the church is only so much, there's more on that side. That's the kids' church. There's more on this side. Back then, there was, this was not an office. This was just another room. Okay? And, and like I said, you know, we have had people who have put in entire bank accounts. There was just X amount in their bank account. Like Gideon, they have emptied out their bank accounts for the sake of paying rent in this church. And there are people who have um, served behind the scenes that you don't see here. Have you seen Michael? Yeah. yeah. You know what Michael does? He plays the keys and he plays the keys and he plays the keys. For the past eight years, he's only been playing the keys. He's there. He's there for before Sefe had come. He was the only keyboardist we have. After Sefe is left, he's the only keyboardist we have. We need keyboardists. But I'm talking about serving. I'm talking about serving without looking at what I'm going to take back in my pocket. There are people who have, I know that currently, I know, Shanessa, I know, okay? There are a lot of people in this church who have stayed nights trying to fix Pastor Robin has been one of them. He'll come, he'll come with a screwdriver, he'll fix, 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 fix everything. You won't see it. You will only see light shining bright on Sunday morning. Okay, but there are people who've taken, taken leaves, taken offs from their workplace just to serve here. You can all please sit down. But I still want you to keep an eye, to, to, to you know, fix your eyes on your Gideons. And serve in this house. Serving is not fun. Let me tell you that from my experience. Serving is not fun. You can't, you can't, what, did, what, did, what does the Bible say about giving? Give with a dash heart. Giving. 
is you serve. I mean, sorry, you give when you serve. And if you don't serve with a cheerful heart, the, the, the Pharisees who came and made a big show about putting a, a bag of coins in the offering got their reward then and there. The recognition, the fame. But serving does not happen like that. And so even if you have given, even in the smallest amount into this house, to your pastors, to your leaders, you know, like you go for an for a anchor group meeting, you can, you can allow the leader to set it all up for you. You know, dust the cobwebs, dust the chairs, put out the mat, bring chips, bring soda, and go there and complain, why only chips, why only soda? You know that I am on a low-calorie diet. You are supposed to get me momos. and You can do that. Or you can say, you take rest today. You've been leading house church for the past five weeks. Let me do this today. Let me come to your house. Let me clean up. If you clean up, her house is going to be clean. What is it of benefit to you? But that's how you serve. But that's how you serve. But at the end of the day, when you serve and when you submit and when you honor and when you give in and when you give up, into the hands of the men and women that God has placed over you, you win that war. Your blessings, God does not stop at God, I will bless you. God does not stop at one person. His favor and his blessings start at one point and goes to the next generation and the next and the next and the next. So what stops with you, stops with you. And what you start, you need to understand it's like a spark to a forest fire. What you start intentionally, sacrificially, okay, with, with all of your, with all of your soul, with all of your emotions, you can't give neutrally. You have to give Cheerfully. <laughs> takes, takes you to take your eyes off of that product that you're holding in your hand. Did you understand that? Money might be of much importance to you. And that is why it pinches when you drop that offering. But if you got to be cheerful, you have to take your heart off of that money. And say, this is insignificant to me. And then when you drop, you're able to give. And then when you come and sweep the floor and nobody's watching, you're able to do it cheerfully. Because there is no threads attached, no strings attached giving. So are you able to do that today? I'm sorry, I took a lot of your time. But, but I really hope that, you know, you will learn to serve and you will learn to respect you will learn to honor the voice of God that God has placed over you. And if you're in doubt, don't worry. Go back to God. He is a God who speaks. He is a God who clarifies. He is a God who tells you what, you what you need to hear. Not what you want to hear. What you need to hear. 
Yeah? So can you please rise on your feet and, and, and just thank God. Please, if you want to, you can raise your hand. If you want, you can, you can give your pastors, you can hold a hand, give them a hug, whatever it is. But let's take the next five minutes to just thank God for them. Thank God for them. Thank God for them. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Oh, help us. Help us to identify our Gideon. Lord, help us to identify our Moses. Lord, help us to identify the man and the woman of God that you have led over us, Lord, that you have placed over us, Father. Hey, to the, to the army of 300, I am telling this to. When you follow those instructions, you will win the war. The victory is yours. Yes, Lord. So we thank you. Thank you. Help us to celebrate these people, Father God. Help us to serve them, Lord. When I come into church, help me to look at them and ask them, Pastor, what is it that I can do for you? Can I, what can I do to ease that burden of yours? Can I pray for you in the night? I know that you are carrying so much burden. Can I pray for you? Can I keep an alarm? Every morning when I wake up, can I keep an alarm and, and set it for my, for my pastors? Come on, come on. Ask God for a strategy. Ask God for one thing you can do. Ask God, ask God. He will tell you because this is a word that is coming from him and he is going to tell you what you need to do. Lord, and if there are doubts in my heart, I pray that you will, you will help me clear it out right now, Lord. Let there be a cleansing through the word. And let my healing not be of, um, Lord, of a, from, coming from a place where I'm going to make it my idol. Let my healing be a place where I can then use it to serve. Are you tired of praying already? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <clears throat> Help me to honor my, my leaders in the way I've never honored them before. Come on, come on, come on. Ask God for a strategy that you are going to set in your family that is going to become the culture in your house so when your grandchildren i know it is too far-fetched for a lot of youngsters here but guess what you're going to grow old you're going to become a grandmother you're going to become a grandfather and from there comes a legacy and from there comes a culture when your grandkids look back and say you know what i am blessed because my grandfather did this once and my grandmother used to pray like this
don't don't stop praying i know that you are waiting for worship to start but it's it is important to let this word soak into you if you identify as the army of 300 you have to take time to let this soak into your spirit take time to soak into your spirit let's not be very action oriented right now only if there is some music will you be able to pray no that's the lie of the enemy you need to talk to god and if you have if you have at any point not been willing to serve not been able to serve if there is a mindset blockage i want you to repent i want you to if you if you would like to that is yes lord yes lord yes lord give me a renewed spirit to serve give me a renewed strength to serve give me a renewed vision to serve give me a renewed reason to serve 